Hello and you're very welcome to another episode of Poems for the Speed of Life. I'm trying a new format on the show today and maybe for the next few episodes. If you are listening to this for the first time, you are very, very welcome and it's great to have you on board. If you're listening to this for the hundredth time, thank you. I'm so glad that you are with us. I am very mindful of your time. Your time is your most precious asset. And so for whatever few minutes you spend here, I really, really want it to be rewarding for you, to be worthwhile for you. So thank you. I mean that from the bottom of my heart. As I mentioned right at the very start, I'm trying a new format, a slightly new format for a few episodes anyway. I would love to hear what you think. So if you're listening to this on the Spotify app, you should be able to find uh, a question along the lines of what did you think of this episode? And I would be thrilled to hear what you thought of the episode um, and this slightly new format that I am trying here. Until this point, I have been very briefly introducing and reading one poem per day. The one poem per day or one poem per, per weekday, as it has been for most of the time since the podcast started in the late 2022. It uh, will stay the same. There will be one poem in each episode on weekdays. But instead of just scripting and reading an introduction or speaking through an introduction to the poem, what I'm going to do now and for this episode and for perhaps the next few, maybe for five or ten, to test and try to see how it feels like for me and also to see what your feedback is I am going to do something slightly different and what I'm going to do, I'm going to read each poem twice straight through at the start of each episode and then I'm just going to speak a little bit completely off the cuff about why I chose it and maybe what I've taken from it um, which will always be incomplete. Different poems speak to different people in different ways and that's the point. So. So this episode, today's poem, slightly new format, reading the poem straight through twice and then speaking off the cuff for a little minute on why I chose it and how it has spoken to me. You can hear a little bit of a catch in my voice. I think that I'm a little bit nervous about this new format, so I'm looking forward to trying it out. If you're not listening on Spotify, um, you can also reach me by email and by email is shane at shanebreslin.com that's shane s-h-a-n-e at shanebreslin b-r-e-s-l-i-n dot com okay today's poem is Night Mail by W.H. Auden so I'm just going to read it straight through twice and then I'm going to talk a little bit about why it's here in the podcast Night Mail by W.H. Auden This is the night mail crossing the border, bringing the cheque and the postal order. Letters for the rich, letters for the poor, the shop at the corner, the girl next door. Pulling up B-talk, a steady climb, the gradients against her but she's on time. Past cotton grass and the moorland boulder, shoveling white steam over her shoulder. Snorting noisily as she passes silent miles of wind-bent grasses. 
birds turn their heads as she approaches, stare from bushes at her blank-faced coaches. Sheepdogs cannot turn her course, they slumber on with paws across. In the farm she passes, no one wakes, but a jug in the bedroom gently shakes. Dawn freshens, her climb is done, down towards Glasgow she descends, towards the steam tugs yelping down a glade of cranes, towards the fields of apparatus, the furnaces set on the dark plain like gigantic chessmen. All Scotland waits for her. In dark glens beside pale green locks, men long for news. Letters of thanks, letters from banks, letters of joy from girl and boy, receipted bills and invitations to inspect new stock or to visit relations, and applications for situations and timid lovers' declarations and gossip, gossip from all the nations. News circumstantial, news financial, letters with holiday snaps to enlarge in letters with faces scrawled under margin, letters from uncles, cousins and aunts, letters to Scotland from the south of France, letters of condolence to highlands and lowlands, written on paper of every hue, the pink, the violet, the white and the blue, the chatty, the catty, the boring, the adoring, the cold unofficial and the hearts outpouring, clever, stupid, short and long, the typed and the printed and the spelt all wrong. Thousands are still asleep, dreaming of terrifying monsters or of friendly tea beside the band in Cranston's or Crawford's. Asleep in working Glasgow, asleep in well-set Edinburgh, asleep in granite Aberdeen, they continue their dreams, but shall wake soon and hope for letters, and none will hear the postman's knock without a quickening of the heart, for who can bear to feel himself forgotten? Nightmail by W.H. Auden For a second time. This is the nightmail crossing the border, bringing the cheque and the postal order. Letters for the rich, letters for the poor, the shop at the corner, the girl next door. Pulling up Betok, a steady climb, the gradients against her, but she's on time. Past cotton grass and moorland boulder, shoveling white steam over her shoulder, snorting noisily as she passes silent miles of wind-bent grasses. Birds turn their heads as she approaches, stare from bushes at her blank-faced coaches. Sheepdogs cannot turn her course, they slumber on with paws across. In the farm she passes, no one wakes, but a jug in a bedroom gently shakes. Dawn freshens, her climb is done. Down towards Glasgow she descends, towards the steam tugs yelping down a glade of cranes. Towards the fields of apparatus, the furnaces set on the dark plain like gigantic chessmen. All Scotland waits for her, in dark glens beside pale green locks, men long for news. Letters of thanks, letters from banks, letters of joy from girl and boy, receipted bills and invitations to expect new stock or to visit relations, and applications for situations and timid lovers' declarations and gossip, 
gossip from all the nations. News circumstantial, news financial, letters with holiday snaps to enlarge in, letters with faces scrawled on the margin, letters from uncles, cousins and aunts, letters to Scotland from the south of France, letters of condolence to highlands and lowlands, written on paper of every hue, the pink, the violet, the white and the blue, the chatty, the catty, the boring, the adoring, the cold and official and the hearts outpouring, clever, stupid, short and long, the typed and the printed and the spelt all wrong. Thousands are still asleep, dreaming of terrifying monsters or of friendly tea beside the band in Cranston's or Crawford's. Asleep and working Glasgow, Asleep in well-set Edinburgh. Asleep in granite Aberdeen. They continue their dreams, but shall wake soon and hope for letters. And none will hear the postman's knock without a quickening of the heart. For who can bear to feel himself forgotten? That was Night Mail by W.H. Auden. The first time I came across W.H. Auden poems or W.H. Auden poetry was in the film Four Weddings and a Funeral in the early or mid-1990s, a film starring Hugh Grant, a British comedy. Um, and there's a moment in the middle of that film where one of the characters has died and another one is reading the eulogy or speaking a eulogy at his funeral. And he reads a poem from Auden the poem Funeral Blues that goes or starts Stop all the clocks, cut off the telephone Prevent the dog from barking with a juicy bone I may well read Funeral Blues at some point in this podcast um, But that was my introduction to the poetry of W.H. Auden He was um, a famous, well-respected, esteemed British poet of the first half of the 20th century This poem was commissioned for a documentary, interestingly, um, written in 1936, or the documentary was released in 1936, and the documentary was about the Night Mail. The film was called Night Mail. Auden wrote this poem specifically for that film. Why I chose it here, or why it's here in this podcast, I think it communicates something vital and essential about humanity and human nature our need to communicate with each other. In this instance, it's the nightmare train that delivers the letters and the bills and the postcards and the holiday snaps to the cities and towns of Scotland. And in a strange way, although the poem was written almost a hundred years ago in the mid-1930s, it sort of predicts a lot of what has happened with human nature and human communications in the internet age. It almost predicts Facebook and Twitter and the chaos of news and misinformation in the 21st century. There's a line in the middle there that says, in dark glens beside pale green locks, men long for news. And I think we do. We have almost an addiction to news. Whether the news is, as the poem says, News circumstantial, news financial, letters with holiday snaps to enlarge and letters with faces scrawled on the margin. Letters of thanks, letters from banks. 
we need something new all the time we're hungry we're searching for it and in the internet age that we're all living in right now we never have a shortage of news and this poem brings us back to a time when maybe there was a shortage of news when you had to wait for the knock on the door and the quickening of the heart at the promise of hearing something new and I think that gossip is so ingrained in us in how we go about the world and always I think has been probably back to ancient Rome ancient Greece and beyond we have this perverse but innate need to communicate with one another there's something sort of innocent about the night mail train something slower than our frenetic frantic world and I suppose I'm encouraged or reminded that there is a possibility to tune out there is a possibility to slow down we might never get back and we would never want to go back to the world of the 1930s and the communication networks of the 1930s I don't think we would but equally the pace of things now is so frenetic and so frantic and so overwhelming in so many ways our capacity to take in information has not expanded I don't think we still have 24 hours in the day we still have the same sized human brain but we are bombarded by information at every step of the way and so finally the poem communicates to me that this need for news this need for information is completely ingrained in us and unavoidable and it also communicates to me that the possibility of slowing down the possibility of shutting off at least some of the inputs that we have might be a beneficial or productive way of going about business at least for a while i hope this um foray into a different way of recording this podcast has been in some way interesting i look forward to your feedback so please if you're on spotify find the interactive question which goes something like what did you think of this episode where you can fill that in and i will read that or you can email me at shane at shanebreslin.com thank you